Good morning, good evening, good night. What's going on, people? For those of you who are just joining and just listening, I always say good morning, good evening, good night, because um, I never know if it's the morning or if it's the evening or if it's the nighttime that you'll listen to this. Um, I want to take this opportunity to thank uh, my listeners and welcome the new listeners. Um, I've been thinking about, well, a friend of mine asked me to, uh, in my last podcast, I mentioned a friend of mine, shout out to Jasmine. She wanted me to, um, about a week or two ago, she asked me to give my, you know, make a podcast about like my perspective on relationships and um, how I see relationships because uh, she admires the relationship I have with my girlfriend M. So she was like, you have a, even given all my craziness, she told me I have a unique perspective on uh, relationships, one that she's not accustomed to hearing from men. Um, so I told her I would eventually do one. And then going to, my girlfriend and I, we've been going to, you know, movies, see different movies. And the movie um, Photograph, kept seeing a preview for that. And of course, my girlfriend was, you know, she wanted to see it because it looked like, you know, some sappy-ass movie. Um, well, I thought it was some sappy-ass movie. And I'm literally looking at the preview and I'm like, that's some sappy shit. I ain't going to see that. My girlfriend was like, we got to go see it. So, of course, went to go see it. <laughs> um, and... In the process of going to see it, I went to see it with an open mind, you know? I try not to look at too much, you know, stuff on the internet. I try not to look at, you know, any Facebook post or just anything social media or internet involved with the movie. I wanted to go in with my own mindset, my own eyes, and take it for what it was. And I will say, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It really isn't. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's actually a pretty entertaining movie. Uh, By entertaining, I mean, there were certain things that they touched on that I definitely wasn't expecting. So... This wasn't a, you know, rom-com or a teen movie or, you know, something where it's some long-lost love that got away. It was, um oh, spoiler alert. Forgot to mention that. I'm going to say it now. Four minutes in, I'm going to say it now. Spoiler alert. Um, this is my review on the movie. I'm going to try not to speak about parts of the movie in terms of like, I'm not going to mention specific scenes and exactly what happened in those scenes, but 
Well, I'm going to do my best in not doing that. But I am going to give my honest review on the premise of the movie and how I interpreted the movie from a, a you know a male's perspective. And um, so if I slip up and say anything about the part of the movie, about the movie itself, or about a scene or a character or something like that, just, you know, my apologies and spoiler alert. I'm going to put this in, I'm going to put spoiler alert in the title, so that way, um, matter of fact, it's going to be in the title. So by the time you get to this part of the, this part of the um podcast, you should already know there may or may not be some spoils, but if you don't see the title, you hearing it from me now, spoiler alert. So with that being said, back to my review. Um, I thought the movie was a movie for black couples. Black folks, the black community, the black society. And I say that because a lot of the times when we see these movies with an all-black cast, the story sometimes is written by white folks. And they depict us in a certain way that not all black people, you know, are that way. And uh, Will Packer, um, he, you know, was producer of the movie, so he had his imprint on it. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Will Packer, you know, Think Like a Man, one and two, um, a few other, um, a few other movies he's, he's produced. I can't think of them all right now, but I think Like a Man, I thought was cool. Part two was interesting. Um, it was a, it's a movie that he did that I actually like that I can't think of right now, but that's Will Packer. Um. Google him, research him. Um, oh, I think he had he had his hand in Girls Trip. Girls Trip was was pretty cool too. I saw that. Um, so whenever you know he puts, whenever he gets into a storyline about how um, about black folks, I can say he's you know he hits his target or the target you know, eight times out of 10. Um, but watching this movie, like I said, I went in it with an open mind. I thought it was, off top, I thought it was a pretty decent movie. I will say, because of how my brain works and when I first saw the trailer, I honestly be feeling like these trailers give away the movie too much. Like, they give away too much of the movie. I was able to figure, or maybe it's just my brain and how I see it. I was able to figure out like possibly either the beginning or the end of the movie from the trailer, or even maybe even the middle. Legit from the trailer before I even went to see the full length movie, the two, three minute trailer, I was able to figure out certain things. And even with that information, I still went in with an open mind and wanted to watch it unfold. 
Um, and a lot of the things that they touched on with vulnerability, with you know both man and woman having the courage to be vulnerable. We don't get that a lot in our community, um, in our black community. Everything in our black in, in our you know community is always about you know being tough and being you know you know strong and hold, holding up a good face. Like I I can't tell you how tired of that shit I am. Like I'm extremely tired of having to fight with someone, not physically fight with someone, but mentally fight with someone because they are in a vulnerable state and I can tell that they're in a vulnerable state and they don't want to talk about their vulnerability. But then they cause and you know a dust up in other areas of their life. So it's like you have the courage enough to bring some shit up that don't have nothing to do with nothing, but you don't have the courage to um talk about, you know, something that you, you can either let go or work through or rise above and then eventually get to a space where you're healing and going through the healing process. Black people, we got to do better. Like, we really got to do better. Um, don't be afraid to tell your brothers you love them. For the men out there, don't be afraid to tell your, your ladies you love them. Um, don't be afraid to, to, to show the same love to your, if for the, for the fathers out there. Show the same love that you give to your little girls, to your little boys. Because... By not doing that, by always having this man up mentality, these young men gonna grow up and they gonna turn into these, you know, overzealous, I'm a man, I can't show emotion type of men. And we just added more of those men to this. And then it just starts a fucking trickle effect that we just need to stop. Like, I came out pretty decent from all the, the, the shit that I went through simply because I had people in my corner telling me that no matter what, I was loved, I was cared for, that I have a purpose in life, that I'm gonna do great things in this life one day. That Like I had people in my ear telling me that stuff. Um, and for those of you who've never heard it or who haven't heard it yet, I, love you. I think that whoever's listening to this is going to do great things in life. It may not be right now. It may not be tomorrow. It may not even be next year. It's going to happen. Like I said in my other podcast, trust the process. Trust your process. If you don't have a process yet, just trust you. Trust your instincts. Trust that whatever it is that you want to do or could possibly be doing, Trust that is going to come to you and that you're never too old to start something. I love the hustle of black folks. I love the ingenuity. I love the spirit. I love the grind. I love the resilience. I just don't know why a lot of us don't walk around with that in us all the time. So if you haven't heard it, I'm telling you, you are loved. You are cared for. And I can't wait to see what you bring to this world. 
for my black people out there. Male and female. Brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, mothers and fathers, nieces and nephews. I love all y'all. Not just the ones in my immediate family, but the ones in my you know, my extended family, uh, people I've met at work, colleagues, people from Coney Island, especially if you're from where I'm from in CI, there's love for you on this side. Always. Um we gotta be more vulnerable. Our vulnerabilities are our greatest strengths. Like straight up. Um there were moments in the movie where there were how many men? One, two. Well, I can't count one of the guys because he's technically was one person, even though they showed they showed it like a you know, an age difference, like a flashback and then the present day. So um they all had moments where they had the opportunity to be vulnerable and, and, and talk about how they felt. And then they passed on it. And then they got a second chance to do it and they, they took it. You know, having the courage to say, you know what, this opportunity may not come by again. So I'm just going to lay it all out on the table. You know, um, I like... Issa Rae's character, um, I like that even though she was second-guessing a lot of what um, what she was feeling and how she was feeling, she still had it in her mind that the person that she wanted to be with was um, Lakeith's character. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, and... She she trusted it enough, even though it like may have sidetracked her, the feelings that she had, or you know how things were progressing may have sidetracked her a bit. She still like you can tell, despite what she was saying out of her mouth, you can see and tell that she still wanted to move forward with their relationship. Um, it was a few parts of the movie that I felt like they didn't need to put in um like it was this one like it was a scene where it was like this this huge storm um that happened and then like the next day they got into a car they said they were going somewhere but no one know no, no one knows where they literally like legit got into the car, put their seatbelts on, peeled off, and th- that was it. Like <laughs> no one knows where they went. And I felt like that scene could have been taken out, and the scene that I felt like was pivotal could have been expanded on. You know. So it was like it, it was certain things that were drawn out. It was certain and I felt like it was drawn out because they were adding things that they could have, you know, cut and then added to a scene that was important. I hope I'm making sense there. Um, I um, I like the dynamic of the, the, the friendships that um, each character had. Um, Issa Rae's character had a, had a friend that you know, she 
told everything to. And even her friend's like denial of something happening with uh, Lakeith's character's friend. That's like, that was some real shit. Like, you know, usually the the fellas are, well, most of the time the fellas are itching to tell a story about what happened with them the night that they hung out with some shorty or whatever the case is. And women wanted this, but then if it wasn't supposed to happen or if they didn't think it was going to happen, even though they told their friends that nothing was going to happen and then something, you know, does happen, they don't want to come off, you know, like, however they think they're going to come off. So they kind of like shy away from it and like omitted a truth. And then later on, it's revealed that, you know, this, you know, they're pretty much in a relationship or something has been brewing the whole time. So I feel like that's some, that's some real shit. I know some, some women um, who I suspected like somebody and then they were like, no, I don't like him. And, you know, making the faces and saying, oh, he not even my type. And, and then, like, months later or some time later, it somehow comes up in a conversation that they have been, you know, messing around with each other or, or pretty much having a relationship on the low. Um, so I feel like that was pretty, that was pretty real. Um, even how, you know, he approached her in the movie to go out on a date with some real shit. It wasn't some, you know, James Bond, smooth line. It was some real, like, you know, he said it, he, he asked her out and then he admitted that it sounded different in his head from how it came out. Like, that's just, it, it was legit, like, two people, two real people having a conversation. And far too often we, we see in movies where it's, like, somebody, you know, spraying on... You know, you see the mon- the little montage and they're getting dressed, putting on the shoes and the socks and going in the closet, picking out the outfit and picking the cologne. Like it's some Trey Songs Usher video. Like shit don't happen like that in real life. When you meet somebody, there is no montage scene. There is no, you know, let me slide across the floor on my socks because I'm going on a date. There's none of that shit in real life. You meet people at the drop of a dime at a chance meeting and you don't always have you know, your lines ready. Even, you know, there was a scene where he um he got some news and he didn't know how to tell her. So he just like avoided not telling her. Like people do shit like that. You know, sometimes you are not sure how to approach that, that subject. It, it might be a touchy subject. And instead of just saying it, you might avoid it. But then it comes back to bite you in the ass. So it was like, it was very real situations and scenes that was that was going on in the movie that was depicted in the movie um one of the realest things that i heard in the movie um they were on their first date and um you know what let me should i say it fuck it i'm gonna say it again spoiler alert um if you haven't seen the movie you made it this far into the episode. What I'm about to say, hopefully it doesn't ruin the movie for you, but I'm saying spoiler anyway. Please stop now. Go see the movie and then come back and hit play. <laughs> so she asked him, um, they, they, I'm I'm gonna be paraphrasing. So the whole conversation, um, 
but part of that conversation was was getting into like who they are as people and what are their you know their life goals and things like that. He asked her who she is or or something like that. Again, I'm paraphrasing, and she was like, she don't know. And then she asked him, or she made the statement to him, do we feel like that we as individuals are who we surround ourselves with? And his response was, well, maybe you need to change who you're around. Or maybe you need to change who you surround yourself with. And I thought that was some G shit for both of their parts because to take the time to think about that show that she was thinking about, well, maybe this, this there's a change in my life that I want to happen. I'm just not sure what that change is. Something I don't want that's, that's going on now, like, well, never mind that. Basically, she wants something. She just don't know what it is yet. And his advice to that was, if you change either the people you're around or your surroundings, things might change you might find that thing that you were looking for. And I felt like that was some really, really dope shit because that's something that I've been talking about for a very, very long time now. Um, honestly, since like 2012, 13, about changing your environment, changing your setting. I actually said it in my um, Trusted Process uh, episode, where you change your settings, you never know what you might find when you change your surroundings. Um, far too often, people mold themselves to whomever they're around, and it could be a bad thing. You could be around the wrong crowd and mold yourself to fit that crowd only to end up in a terrible situation. You know, you add some positive people, positive environment, you know, negativity breeds negativity. Positivity brings positivity. Like, it really can't get no, you know, more self-explanatory than that. So I thought that was a real, um, I, I even hit a, I even had a bit of a head nod um, in the in the um, in the theater when that when that scene came out. I was like, I did one of them. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that was that was dope. That was dope. Um, even you know, going back to the not going back, but going forward in the movie, there was a scene where uh, Issa Rae's character and the Keith's character are having a conversation about something and you can tell that she was trying not to say something and then later on in the movie she said exactly like what she was thinking she said the complete opposite of everything she wanted to say and that comes with that vulnerability it's like she was choosing when and where to be vulnerable. And, you know, rightfully so. We get it, you know, especially when you are, you know, in and out of the dating scene. You know, people out here either want one thing or another. They don't really know how to be truthful. Um, it's tough to be 
vulnerable and not feel like you're going to be taken advantage of. But I advise everybody to be vulnerable because, like I said, you know, your vulnerabilities or the, the ability to be vulnerable is your greatest strength because when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and live in your truth, you allow your true self to shine through and whomever don't like it will reveal themselves. And then you can remove them people from your life. That's a process that I've been doing and dealing with for a very long time now. Whenever I had a very trying moment or something wasn't going, you know, you know, life was looking, you know, pretty bleak or I was in a tough spot or whatever the case is. People revealed themselves, you know, people that I thought was, you know, some stand-up guys or stand-up gals, they revealed themselves and I just had to let them go. Had to cut them loose. And my life has been better without them. I'm, I'm not even ashamed to say it either. Um, and in that moment, in, in the movie and in that conversation, when she said the opposite of what she really wanted to say, she ended up getting the results of what she said, not what she wanted to say. So she said something, he responded to it. If she had said what she really wanted to say, she'd have got a different response. The other thing that she did after she got the response to the, you know, the stuff that she didn't want to say, but well, to the stuff that she said that she shouldn't have said. After she got that response, you know, homie went about his business, did what he needed to do. Um, she consulted with her friend. And this is where the having good people around you comes into play. She consulted with her friend. She told her friend how she felt. And her friend gave her some straight up good advice. And then she made a decision based on that. See, when you have people in your life that when something happens, it's always this like, um, they're just adding on to, they're not even giving you a second opinion for real. They're just, just gaslighting what you already, you know, feel. They're not even trying to make you think and open your mind up a little bit and, and see another option. It's just, you know, for example, like, yeah, girl, fuck him, blah, blah. And, and the same thing with the homies, man. Fuck that bitch, blah, blah, blah. Um, you need people around you that's going to give you a third, second, fourth thought. Make you think twice, three times, four times about it. Are you sure that's something you wanted to do? Are you sure that's the the male, the man or the woman you want to be with? Are you sure that's the job you want to take? Are you sure that's the environment you want to be in? Even just that simple question to make somebody think, do I? You get what I'm saying? But if you change that and be like, yeah, man, you didn't need that shit anyway. Yeah, you're right. I didn't need that whole different conversation, whole different thought process. 
So after she uh, consulted with her friend, and um, I think she even consulted with like her her father in the movie. Um, she made a a choice from there on to like go after what she wanted, you know. And I'm not going, you know, of course, give away the ending of the movie or anything, but she she made a choice to go after what she wanted. Um, what else was there? Oh, this was the most important part for me on both ends. Meaning, when I say both ends, I mean on the on the male end and on the, the female end, on the woman's end, on the man's end. Man's end. Men far too often are taught like. For for a long time, I was, I'm going to use me as an example because it's really the only, only thing I know. <laughs> for a long time, I thought like, oh, when you get into, you know, a disagreement or argument with your woman and, you know, if it gets to a heated one or even if it gets to a one where y'all, y'all not, you know, talking, you just leave it as that. You sweep it under the rug. So I had to program myself to think the opposite. Like, we're not going to go to sleep or we're not going to rest until, like, we figure this thing out. Whatever caused the disagreement, we got to figure out the root of it. We got to get to the bottom of it. Um, And that's a learned behavior. And that's something that they touched on in the movie. Issa Rae's character was the way she was because her mother was a certain way. And because her mother was a certain way. So Issa Rae, Issa Rae's character was a certain way because her mother was a certain way. And then Issa Rae's grandmother well, Issa Rae's character's grandmother was a certain way. So it was like Issa Rae was the person who was breaking the cycle. Shout outs to Melissa and her whole breaking cycles um, chain brand. I think it's dope. And it's, it's one of the things that she touches on in this break, in her breaking cycles thing. At what point do you realize that you have a choice? to either continue down the path that you're on, doing the same thing, same patterns, same attitude, same way of thinking, at what point do you say, you know what, I don't wanna do that anymore? And then you change. Once you change that, you're literally changing how your family is gonna be in the next generation. You break the cycle. Issa's Ray character broke the cycle of her family. Lakeith's character, and again, I hope I'm saying his name right, he broke the cycle with himself. His learned behavior, he made the conscious choice because he wanted to be with Issa Ray's character to break it. Because he knew that if he kept doing what he was doing, he wasn't going to end up with the woman he wanted to end up with. So it was like, 
I think that was something that um, was was touched on very nicely. And if you if you didn't catch it, you know, if it, it kind of it it might just go over your head. But it didn't go over my head because I was I was very fascinated by how um, the grandmother they kept showing like flashback scenes where the grandmother was talking to her daughter and it was like this how she was teaching her she called it and then Issa's Ray mother or Issa's Ray character um passed that uh Issa Ray's character's mother passed that on to her I'm not gonna you know Again, I'm going to just say spoiler alert to make this easier on myself. Issa Rae's character name was May. May's mother passed along the stuff that she learned from her mother. So it was like two generations of women who were operating a certain way. And it got passed on to the next generation. And the next generation had an opportunity to change it. She got caught in it. She got caught up in it, and then she made the choice to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be how this person was, how my mom was, and so on. I want to change, and I want to change with you. She was talking to um, Lakeith's character. I forgot this nigga's name. I think his name was Mike, Michael, something like that, but... I thought that was a I thought that was a dope thing to to touch on in um in in the movie. Will Packer is pretty good at at telling those types of um black stories. Um, honestly speaking, I I didn't like I like Girls Trip, um, but not until the very end because of a similar situation where he had something that was like, okay, we're going to break this cycle. We're going to show people that you can break this cycle. And he did it again with this movie. Um, but um, let's, I think that's, that's really it. So like, again, my take on it was that it was, um, it was very real in a lot of ways, even though certain bits dragged out. It was drawn out. I, I still thought it was very real. I still thought that it was, you know, very cool. I like the, the storyline. Um I like the way it was it, it went. Um it was a it was a decent movie. I thought it was a cool movie. Um Yeah, I think that I think that's about it for this um movie review. Um, it may be some I love movies I really do um, I may even do a movie, movie review every now and then um, but I really do enjoy movies you know, I, you know so I'm not going to say what my, my favorite movie is at the moment right now I'll probably save that for another day but like I said um, that was my review on, um, photograph. 
which was mostly about relationships. And I will be putting up another podcast talking about like going deeper into how I see relationships, um, how I feel about relationships. Um, I would say this though, before I before I close out, I would say that when you the best way that you can be your best self and have your have a, have your or how they say live your best life is by understanding what that really is. And the reason I say that is because again, that's something else that was brought up in the movie. Both characters wanted something out of life. They wanted something out of the life that they were living. And they figured out what that was. And they chased it. You know, they pursued it. And I feel like a lot of us in this world today, we get lost trying to do everything or be everyone but ourselves and we get lost and when we get lost it's 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 tough to you know come back when you're when you're gone like you just in that that world just in that that mess of trying to fit in so much uh, that you really lose sight of who you are and how you are um and even for the people who I feel I feel sorry, but I have faith and hope for the people who didn't even know who they were from the very beginning and have the courage enough to even try to find out who they are. I have an, an immense amount of respect for, for those kind of people. Um, Matter of fact, I'm going to just go on and say it. I was going to wait for another episode, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, my girl, Em and I was having a conversation, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday, before we went to the movie. Um, we were having a conversation about um, church. And I'm not going to go too, in too much detail. Because um, I feel like church is such a, a touchy subject, if you will. But what came out of it was her and I, it came up that when looking for help, when seeking help, when when you're in that space where you don't know what to do, um, let me see, <laughs> trying, to, trying to think of how to, say it in a a pretty decent way. Pretty much when you don't know who you are or what you want to do in life, no matter what you believe in, no matter who you pray to or what church you go in or what pastor you have a conversation with or what your friends do or don't do or what your parents do or don't do. If you don't have, I personally feel like, if you don't have a sense of self, none of the aforementioned is going to help you in any way, shape, or form. None of it. 
Because if you don't have anything to come back to and to use all of that information that you got from all of those places, if you don't have a place to apply it to, none of it's going to work. And I feel like the same can be said for um, relationships. If you aren't bringing your best self, flawed and all, to the relationship, then how can you have a good relationship? You know? For real, for real. How can you have a positive relationship if you don't know who you are in the relationship? You know what I mean? And um, I just feel like, again, I'm going to talk more about that in another episode. But I feel like that's very important for people to get especially our black people, we got to find out and be encouraged and seek and, you know, every positive word you can think of. We have to push to figure out the things that make us us. Um, So, yeah, again, like I said, I'm going to expound on that in another episode and... With that being said, peace and love, have a good day, a good night, a good morning. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Whenever I get a text or a request or, or a, DM, a DM or something, thank you. Um, I can be found on Instagram at mend underscore history 24 that's m-e-n-d underscore h-i-s-t-o-r-y the number two four um one day i'll tell people what that means some people already know but one day i'll tell people what that means but yeah i can be found on instagram as that that's my handle feel free to check my page out um Yeah. So, again, I'm out. Have a good one.